0: Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Peace, Purpose, and Prosperity podcast. I am your host, Life Coach Sharika Dunstan, and today I have as my special guest, another Life Coach, James West. Welcome to the show.
1: Thank you so much for having me.
0: I'm excited for you to be here. So um, James, you're not just a life coach. You are a writer, a speaker, an entrepreneur, a husband, and a father.
1: That's right. And I'm also scared to say purpose, peace, and prosperity all at once. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> that that pretty much describes me in a nutshell.
0: Awesome. Um, so before we you know get started talking about purpose because that is our topic for today I have to mention to our listeners that you are a survivor and you know one survivor to another and usually when I'm talking about survivorship I'm talking about domestic violence um, or sexual assault but you're a different type of survivor. Can you share a little about that?
1: Well, I'm, I'm actually very, I'm in that very same vein. I'm a different type of domestic violence survivor. Uh, when I was 19, my mom was killed by her boyfriend. Uh, my dad passed maybe four years previous to that. So uh, I dealt with that. And then that led into other things and other things led into me trying to be a gang member, led into me. Fumbling through homelessness and uh all all sorts of things, and then deciding that I wanted to change. And then I ended up surviving corporate America too. So
0: <laughs> wow. You survived a whole bunch of things.
1: I did. It's insane to look back. Sometimes when I talk about it, I'm like, dude, this sounds like you're pouring it on. You should probably, but it's my real life.
0: <laughs> That's That's amazing because you're still here. You're here to talk about it. And you're not just surviving, you are thriving.
1: Well, I appreciate that. I appreciate that a lot.
0: You're welcome. So, you know, for our listeners out there who may, you know, have survived something tough, they've gone through a painful experience, you know, um, you're kind of like a role model, not just a life coach of, you know, Getting through life, surviving through life, and making something of that pain.
1: Right. So I kind of see it as I owe a debt to my purpose. Um, When all of those things took place, I kind of had a poor me attitude. Look what happened to me. And then I realized that the next day my alarm clock went off and I was still responsible for what happened to me. And not only what happened to me, how my story was written, so I could be a role model to some some other people. Um, and from there, I kind of grew into this to this guy that was being asked questions about life. And I used to think it was hilarious because all I did was live it, you know. Uh, but that debt to my purpose was was heavy for me. I, I really do believe that I don't own my story, and I owe it to someone else out there to be able to see this can be
0: done. That's amazing. I've never heard it put like that. I owe a debt to my purpose. Wow.
1: Yeah. It, like if I don't, if I don't share it, if I don't impart the wisdom that I've gained going through the things that I've gone through and what
0: did I go through it for? That's major. So, you know, we're talking about purpose. So how would you define purpose?
1: That's a tough question. I probably should have been prepared for that one. (laughs) I would define it as that thing that pulls at you. Um, There's everybody innately is blessed with the ability to do something that no one else has done. And uh, your purpose is the pursuit of that. Um, so that's how I would define it. That pull, that's that's that thing deep down inside of you that's pulling you in a certain direction, that's telling you to do certain things. And you're like, I'm not sure if I can do it. That's your purpose, that, that path is your purpose.
0: And just to let the listeners know, that pool never goes away.
1: Right. (laughs) It's not something you'll ever get rid of. So,
0: And I will just say for myself, you know, there were times I tried to turn my back on my purpose. I tried Mm -hmm. to do different things and it was like a magnet. It just attracted me right back to it.
1: Right. I tried to walk away from being a life coach every time. (laughs) But I ended up being a basketball coach for people that weren't classified as troubled youth, but we learned later that they were troubled youth. So that put me in a mentor position. Uh, When I was in the corporate world, I was in an executive office, and then that put me in a consultative position. So it was like all the roles were leading back to this particular thing. To sharing my story with people like yourself and the people that are my clients and I couldn't I could not escape it no matter how badly I fought it I couldn't escape it
0: so at what point did you decide that you know what it's time to surrender to this thing that's pulling me
1: when I had no other choice <laughs> so <laughs> I was COO for a company, right? Um, the company was sold without telling me to a bigger company. Um, I'm sorry. Was sold without telling me to a bigger company, right? Uh, so I had no job because the larger company obviously didn't need a COO. I had a family to take care of and a mortgage that's more expensive than I care to mention. So I'm like, do I go back and do this again and look for a job? And during COVID times and things of that nature, looking for an executive job is tough. It's already a tough field to get into. So I seen an ad for a life coach certification. I said, well, while I'm looking for a job, I'll do this. I knocked out the certifications. And then I had some of my ex-basketball players contact me. Coach, I'm struggling. I need your help. So I said, let me test out my program. Let me see. Let me see if this works. And they ended up, Some two of them ended up getting into school, um, which is something they were trying to do. One of them is actually on the basketball team now. And they're doing well. And it was my assistance that got them to do that. And when I realized that I could turn an idea into a sustainable lifestyle, on top of the fact that I can turn a corporate idea into money, there was no choice but for me to give into it. I didn't have a choice at that point.
0: That is so inspiring. It's almost like when your back is against the wall, you know, you don't have that security blanket of, you know, that corporate career to lean on. Right. You, you make a decision that honestly changes your life.
1: Right. One of the, I kind of liken it to, I had sat on the bench comfortably for, for a long time and it was my turn to get into the game and you have to strip some things before you do that in a basketball form and you have to take off your sweats sweatpants. you got to take off your jacket and then at that point it's just you and your jersey and that's how it felt honestly it's i it's, the things were stripped for me and it was just me and my jersey it was time for me to play the game
0: Man, I'm sitting here thinking like, wow, you know what? I have been that person and I, you know, to be honest, I'm still that person that's comfortable. You know, I coach, but I also have my career to lean on. Right. And, you know, just to think like, what would happen if something, you know, happened with my job? what would I do? And I know I'm not the only person, you know, um, who is in a comfortable position. I'm sure some of the listeners are in a comfortable position. Like, you know, they have that thing they do on the side that they're really passionate about, but they also have this career that they're good at and that they're doing, you know, and it's hard to let go of. Like, what advice would you give to someone like me?
1: Well, somebody like you just (laughs) the only advice that i could give is if you're still being pulled in a direction go with it um because it's easy as a life coach to get comfortable as well um it's, it's easy to get set in that routine and stop your own growth so if you feel like there's still some area for you to grow if you feel like you still have some potential that you're not using then chase it, go after that. And if you don't know how to get started, just start anyway. I know you don't have that problem. You get started like we said previously, pretty much every week you got something (laughs) else. So I know you don't have that issue, but for the listeners, if you, you don't have to be great to get started, but you do have to start to be great.
0: That is so, so, so true. I had a conversation with um, a business coach recently and she literally told me, she was like, just start the Janky program. And I was like, wait, what? Janky? I don't do Janky. She was like, Sharika, just start it. Right. Like, okay, all right, I hear you. (laughs) Sometimes that's the toughest step
1: is to start. I, I have a program called Worry to Wealthy which is how you go from living paycheck to paycheck to establishing and growing wealth. And I had all the information in my head. I come from the financial industry, come from the tech industry. Like I got all the information as far as to how to build this in my head. But what I didn't have is a plan (laughs) like of what I wanted to do. And my wife told me she, it's one of the reasons she's my wife is because she's real with me. It's not gonna write itself. <laughs> it's, what, it's similar to what she said. You have to get it done. It's not gonna write itself. And so once I took that first step, then I couldn't stop. And then I realized like, yo, this is actually dope. We got to put trademarks in place <laughs> and do some things with this and then that's how we ended up with the Worry to wealthy program and that was all because i took the first step
0: all it takes is that one step right and it can legitimately change your life and you know one other thing i want to point out i had someone to push me Your wife pushed you. So having that support system there.
1: Right, right. Having that support system and then recognizing that once you start moving, it's it's more difficult to stop than it is to keep going. And she recognizes that because she's a boss. But sometimes I get caught up in being comfortable. I'm cool with these clients. I don't need to do a program or a summit or something like that. I'm cool with what we got going on and she pushes me outside of that box a lot so if she's gonna be listening shout out to her one time for the one time
0: yes what's your wife's name
1: Gabrielle West
0: yes ma'am hey Mrs. West hopefully you're listening I like you already you're my friend in my head
1: (laughs) yeah I'm sure she would enjoy your company too
0: (laughs) so you know I think that if more people just had that one person to say, go, push, do it, try it, we could accomplish so many things as a people. And yep. sometimes we just have to, you know, take that step and be that person to encourage the next person.
1: Right, and that's what we do as life coaches. Uh, that, that's our job. We literally have a job because people need to push. Yeah. And um, that's one of the parts that I enjoy. It's, it's always a little, it's a, it's a little feisty at the beginning. I don't wanna do this. I know I should be, but I don't want to. And then you give them that push and the light comes on. And when that switch comes on, um, just to watch them blossom into, into their full potential and to know that you had a hand in that um, is, is really fulfilling for a career.
0: It definitely is, you know, and just to witness people's transformations, yeah, is so beautiful. It is like eye opening to me. Like each and every time I get excited, each and every time I'm just in awe at how magnificent people really are, and how you know it's already inside of them. It's just like we give them that little shove,
1: right right? One of the things that I say a lot is that being great is not a difficult thing to do. It's losing and knowing that you could have won. That's difficult. Being great is sort of a process. You get up, you follow these particular disciplines. Eventually you're going to be good. Like I always revert everything back to basketball. I played basketball. That's what I know better than anything else other than personal finance. (laughs) So When there's players all over the NBA that make game winners, but you don't hear about them because they don't do it enough to make it relevant. But Kobe, rest in peace, Michael Jordan, Kevin Durant, they do it so frequently that it's ordinary to them. So when somebody's great ordinarily to where you're not even impressed you would be more surprised if they missed the shot that's greatness to me and that's that's done by a discipline it doesn't take everybody can shoot a shot and make it that's a discipline to me and for for the, for those particular guys that i mentioned to be great like that is it's just amazing to me
0: and I'm so happy you brought up discipline because people have been conditioned to think that discipline is a bad word. Right. But it's not.
1: It's not at all. Discipline is discipline is, if not one of the biggest keys to success, the only key to success. Um, because you know, like I think in my mind, the worst word that you can use is potential. That's a better word than discipline to me because potential to me means a bunch of stuff that I could be doing that I'm not doing. Now, I'm 6'8". So if I seen some little old lady in the store reaching for something at the top shelf and she's like, sir, can you help me? And I say, nah, I'm cool. <laughs> like, I don't want to do that today. What kind of person does that make me? Potential is the same thing you have the ability to change somebody's life, to change somebody's moment, to change somebody's everything. And if you don't do that, what type of person did that make you? So disciplining yourself should be easy because it's not for you. No one owns their own story. It's for everyone around you. And that's just my philosophy.
0: I agree with that. 100 percent i like to tell people i have a whole bunch of stories inside of me i don't know why my creator um put me in so many situations however i'm so happy i am able to be here to share that story and to help inspire other people
1: right and that's what that's really what it's for that's that's what purpose is is the impact that you have on other people that's your purpose that's what your story is for so someone can say, well, if Sharika can do it, I'm pretty sure that I can do it. If James can do it, I'm pretty sure that I can do it.
0: Definitely. And then eventually one day listeners, someone will say, if you could do it, I know I could do it. And it just keeps going from there. You know, right. we're all connected. And it's our stories that connect us.
1: Right, And even, even though our stories are not the same, I will never be able to see what happened to anyone else from their perspective. That's what, makes it, that's what makes it ours. But the concept of surviving those stories are the same. The concept of thriving through circumstance, that's the same, that doesn't change. Everybody's built with that resilience in us innately. And some people don't use it because they don't know how. So those of us that have experienced that and do know how share our stories with them, then they share their story with someone else. And all of a sudden, your little bitty story that you had has changed the world in some aspect.
0: It's such an amazing experience when you tap into that, when you own your story and you share it um you know and some people are a little nervous you know they're a little scared they don't want to be judged like what do you say to those people james
1: well i was really embarrassed at first like who wants to say they don't have parents you know what i mean so it almost kind of made me feel like something was wrong with me so i was really embarrassed at first and my dad died from breast cancer i never told anybody that until i did a radio interview um maybe two years ago because it was embarrassing but at the end of the day if they don't know all the details they can't see the dragon that I slayed the way that I see him and if they don't get the full effect of it they may think that they're alone somebody else's dad died of breast cancer heard me say that like well maybe it's not just me Or somebody else woke up and didn't have parents and didn't have anybody to take to the mother-daughter thing. Or when you walk out on the court as a senior and you don't have parents with you, they're like, well, I don't have to be as embarrassed because other people have gone through that. So what I would say is share your story as boldly as you lived it so that you can impact someone else.
0: I love that. And there is purpose in your story and it's so much deeper than you. Right. Right.
1: I feel like it's I feel like it's selfish and honestly it's useless to survive something and then not tell the person behind you what they're about to go through. I I just feel like you 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 lived it for nothing if that's the case. I think We've, we've drawn the distinction as life coaches and sort of tour guides to life because of what we chose to do as a career. But in, in reality, everyone is a life coach to someone.
0: Certainly. And, and I think
1: whatever you live through, um, whatever, whatever growing pains you have, are all designed to help someone else. Because there's people that didn't make it through those situations. There's people that didn't survive those situations. So what makes you different other than the fact that you can communicate with somebody on a level that no one else
0: can? That is so true. And you know, and that's a reason why people should share their stories boldly. Um, because at the end of the day you survived it you made it through right
1: Right. it's like I would rather I heard a pastor say he likes to he wants people that have been through uh, before somebody that read about it and I completely agree I would it's sort of like feeding lions like I would rather go in there with somebody that had been in the cage with them before than somebody that read about it in a book.
0: Yes. So
1: your life experience, like that's huge. And if you're able to share that, and cause there's some people that I can't talk to, just can't communicate with them, but you may be able to talk to them. So if you, made it through your experience you're able to talk to them and I can't then your experience was for that particular person and I feel like everybody has that has those people that only they can talk to so just makes your experience so much more valuable
0: certainly you know I always tell people certain people are assigned to you like no matter what you can't really push them away they'll keep popping back up because you're supposed to share your story with them you're supposed to help them through something
1: right right and i can't stress it enough that sharing that story is the reason that you went through it in the first place
0: and i will even say this um, you know, there may be someone listening who won't agree, but if you're looking to hire a life coach, get a life coach who has a story and who has like survived life. Right. We make the best ones.
1: You know? Right. Right.
0: Don't get one of those life coaches who just took a class and will read to you from a book <laughs> how to do things. Like, no, get a real life coach. Right. And I mean, <laughs> there's
1: nothing wrong with the book life coaches. But there's gonna come a point where you're gonna be faced with a real life situation that the people that wrote the book didn't go through. That a life coach that lived through some things has gone through. And you're gonna need that perspective. Yeah. Like you know, you I'm sure you know that with, with any interaction with the client, there comes a point where it's either a make or break day. They either get this done, or we are gonna have to start all the way over from the beginning. And those are the points where a book ain't gonna help you.
0: That is so true. And nobody wants to start all the way over. And I will <laughs> say this, you know, before someone takes my words out of context, I have multiple certifications. So I'm all about some book learning. However, right. that life experience is key. That's the human connection part okay. of being a life coach,
1: and I don't think you can be a life coach without it. I honestly don't see, and not like I like, get lucky in. I'm certified as much as I can be, <laughs> but um, I I just I don't recall anything other than communicative practices that I use from my life coaching classes. There's certain things, there's certain techniques that I use, but most of it is real people having a real discussion. And I don't feel like you get that with people that, whose story hasn't fully developed yet.
0: Well, that's a good way to put it. See, that's because you're a writer. You have this great way of stringing words together.
1: Try, thank you so much. You're welcome. Yeah. Um, somebody whose story hasn't fully developed doesn't mean they won't go through anything, it just means they haven't up to that point. And I don't want somebody that whose story is still developing because when they start going through, their focus ain't gonna be on me. And I need my coach to focus on <laughs> getting me over or around these obstacles that are in my way from hitting my goals or repaying that debt to my purpose.
0: Yeah, that's that's a word right there. And I will even venture to say this, if you have a good life coach, and you'll be able to tell when you have a good life coach because you know, um, we go through things too but if your life coach can stay focused on helping you despite them having their own struggles and challenges, like that's a good life coach. So make sure you hold on to that person.
1: Right. And a life coach, liter- they literally change your life because, and I run an ad that talks about, cause some people see it as a sign of weakness to have a life coach. Um, I'm not one of those people, obviously. I, I, Kind of address it by saying it's not a sign of weak, It's just a second pair of eyes. We're looking at goals. We're looking at the obstacles that could come up. You may have an obstacle in your mind that I don't see, and I may have obstacles in mind that you don't see. So now you got two heads working on the same goals, and you're the one that benefits from it. Now, I benefit morally, and that's how I pay my bills. Right but ultimately I'm helping you hit your goals. And that means the world to me to be able to do that.
0: And you know, I think it's so unfortunate that society has taught us that asking for help is a sign of weakness, because honestly it's a sign of great strength.
1: It is great strength and common sense.
0: (laughs) <laughs> definitely common
1: sense right um if you can't recognize when you need help then the goals that you're attempting to hit are probably a little further out of reach than you think um and i say that because it takes a a mature disciplined person to hit the, the lofty goals that have been implanted in your mind since you were a kid. Like I said at the beginning of the interview, there are certain people, well oh, everyone has the ability innately to do something that no one else has done. So you're going to be at a position to where you need some support. Because it's never what you're attempting to do has never been done before. So it's going to look impossible because until you came along, it was impossible. A life coach tells you, okay, it's possible. Here's what you need to do to get there. And you have to apply your gifts to it. And once you're able to do that, if you're not able to ask for that help, there's certain humps that you're not gonna be able to get over. And that's just my opinion on hitting your goals
0: yes and you know your life coach can't do it for you right
1: we are great suggestion
0: makers (laughs) so um
1: to to hear some of the people say well nah man i i don't need no life coach that's an unnecessary expense it's an investment in yourself which is why i I get their money right first before we go on to anything else I want to make sure that you're making decisions because that's the best decision for you, not because of your financial situation.
0: That is amazing. Um, so you said you have a program that yes. helps people get their finances together, um, and that's that's so important. You know, if you want to invest in yourself, you got to make sure you have the money to invest in yourself. So, where can people learn more about that program?
1: Well, they can take a look at um, At James Westrights on Facebook, Instagram. My wife's going to kill me because I don't remember this. I think it's ordinary underscore me 10. And the first of the Worry to Wealthy series will be released tomorrow. Um, How to Break Up with Broke in 90 Days
0: wow that's big oh and just to let my um listeners know so I do pre-record so by the time you hear this it's out and I right. will provide the link so you can go purchase it that'll
1: be great I would certainly appreciate that but yeah how to break up with broken 90 days um it's a workbook to get your finances right teach it talks about budgeting talks about Uh, understanding your credit talks about emergency funds packed with a ton of good information uh, and it'll be very very helpful and comes with some coursework so um yeah it'll be out tomorrow i didn't even realize it was a fourth
0: (laughs) that is great great. and um i know some of my listeners know by now i love a good workbook like workbooks change the world um (laughs) you know, because sometimes people cannot afford to work directly with a coach. Right. But when we provide resources like ebooks, workbooks, regular books, um, we are actually sharing pieces of our coaching and pieces of us with people in a way that they have access to it. And accessibility is so important, especially in these days. Right.
1: And the Worry to Wealthy program is really the foundation of my coaching program. Like I said, I believe everybody has a purpose, but a lot of us make decisions based on our finances. We're making decisions for, excuse me, whether we're gonna be able to pay our bills at the end of the month or not. And once you go through the worry to wealthy program, you don't have to worry about that. You can chase your purpose and not worry about losing your house, or your car, or your Comcast cable getting cut off. (laughs) You can can freely make decisions like that.
0: So you're telling me you can have your cable, and your Netflix, and your Hulu, (laughs) and your Disney Plus after this series?
1: All of that. If it fits in your budget.
0: (laughs) Yeah. We
1: (laughs) we talk about budgeting, too.
0: And budget is not a bad word.
1: Right. I used to think of budgeting as my wallet telling me what to do. And so I just spent money. I I had McDonald's money all of a sudden, so I was just showing my parents that I had McDonald's money. (laughs) And I was spending it. But uh, once we kind of corralled all that, I realized that I have a lot more than I used to. And I can do a lot more with it and I can let it work for me. I say, I say all the time, I send my money out and it can't come back until it brings friends. So that's, that's that's really what we're talking about in the Worry to Wealthy series.
0: I like that. I want my money to make friends and bring them back (laughs) Ooh. So James, as you know, we wrap up this interview, and you have dropped so much knowledge and information for the listeners. um, What are some words of encouragement that you would like to share? You know, because everyone's going through a pretty tough time right now with all this COVID stuff that's lingering, you know, being separated from friends and family. Um, How do you want to encourage the listeners?
1: What I would say is they're gonna, people are going to make 2020 seem like a bad year. Well, I think of it as a year where your weaknesses are illuminated. Now that you know what you need to work on personally, professionally, and in every other capacity, you have no excuse to not work on it because you know now. And the last thing I would say is if anyone tells you that the sky is the limit for anything, say okay and keep building your spaceship.
0: I love that. Thank you so much, James, for being my guest.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: It has been a pleasure. Listeners, I hope you're paying attention and I hope you go to the link that's in the description to um, purchase that workbook. You know, and if you don't need it, purchase it for a friend or a family member. Um, It's so important. All of this is so important. And remember, you owe a debt to your purpose. (laughs) This has been another episode of the Peace Purpose, and Prosperity Podcast. Once again, I am your host, Life Coach Sharika Dunstan.